Hi, I'm Tim Tarpley. This is my podcast, Level Up. Over the last several years, I was able to transform my life. I decided to share my journey in hopes of helping other people. So here we go. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I am in my stand-up position. I'm going to actually change my camera, maybe. Yeah. So the YouTubers can see the mess I've got going on. Anyway, um, so I'm working on a retreat where people will pay and come to uh, stay at my retreat, four days, five days, whatever. I'm working out those details. I currently have a place in Costa Rica that's very interested in me having it there. Um, and I get going someplace like that is kind of cool. But I also have resources here where I can do this, I think, a little bit cheaper. Um, a little easier to travel to. And... A client today asked me what would be, like, what would be the format of my retreat, or do I know what I would talk about, you know, things like that. And what I what I would do, I think, is kind of um, schedule it of how I kind of transform my life. And, you know, so many people in their life, goes through some kind of um, event or tragedy or turmoil that their health usually goes first. They overeat, they do things like that, you know, um, eat their feelings, whatever. I I don't lose my health. I might um, get off track a little bit with my health, but I don't fully lose it. And I... Um, but what I, what I, I mean, I'm unhealthy in other ways, I guess. So the big ways I changed my life is I, I started removing chemicals. You know, I, I went plant-based years ago. Then after I went plant-based a year later, I stopped drinking. You know, I figured out that it just wasn't serving me. And I just, um, I needed to change. So that's what I did. I stopped drinking. Then, um, I kind of went deeper and my life really changed. Um, and I had to go a hard reset on my life. And I was at my rock bottom. And I knew rock bottom isn't where I needed to be or wanted to be. And so what I did was I looked at what um, all the successful people do. And number one, they all get up really early. And two, they meditate. And I was like, those things are free. And so I started with that. And I really learned and I listened to more people and self-help, things like that. The number one thing you can do is, you know, have the best morning you can have by getting up when you're supposed to and having your routine, your schedule that sets you up for um, a really good day. And that was that was probably the hardest transformation because even though I was plant-based, even though I stopped drinking, I was still taking Ambien 
And I didn't like the way Ambien had control over me, meaning I had to take it a certain time in the evening to be able to get up a certain time. And I was like, you know, I'm just tired of being controlled by it. So what I did is I went to my doctor and I'm like, hey, I don't want this anymore. I don't want a prescription. What's the plan to get off? Because I did feel my brain getting a little slower with it. And so then we uh, you, we got off that. And I was basically now in this process of removing chemicals. I got my water machine, pulled the chemicals out of that. So it's like I started cleaning things up and my life really started to change. I realized what um, foods, waters, um, chemicals affect my body and how. Um, and I and I really then started working on, you know, my my mind and I'm in such a good place now. Like I don't have any anger I don't have any hate like I feel like I understand everything and it's kind of like I'm the teacher at a kindergarten class because these kids are freaking out and I'm just like well that's how we have to do it you know I'm just like managing so much and um that's probably not a good word but it's like it's it's like I'm the only one that has the inside um information on how to be here I know other people do but um, you know, it's like when we think about being healthy, everybody says, you know, what, what's the number one thing you have to get control of to be healthy, happy, blah, blah, blah. Everybody goes to food, right? And then maybe exercise, you know, that's always what they go to. And a couple of years ago, I did this talk for a legal, I don't know, legal health committee or wellness committee, or I don't know what it was. And it was a last minute thing. And I'd been working on this for a while and it really, um, I was very excited to be able to try this out. They were desperate. They just needed me. I talked to them before about exercise and running. And so now yeah, I got a chance to, to just show up and do this kind of talk. And it was, I loved it. And I basically said, you know, you there's the top three things, one, two, and three that you need to stay alive. Number one is air. You know, you're not going to go, probably more than three minutes without air and you'll be dead. Right. And number two is water. You're not going to go, um, I think it's three days without water. You'll be dead. And then food, you 30 days without food, you'll be dead. Um, now that's, you know, a blanket statement. I don't know that there's science to that, but it, it sounded good. Right. And so everybody, when they decide they want to be healthy, go straight to number three. Well, number three is actually, You've missed the first two, you know, so breath work, breathing is so important. And I've discovered this. I teach this, but it's like be more conscious of your breath and how you breathe and the type of air you get. And I think that is the best place to start, like doing breath work with meditation, things like that, kind of working on your inside. Well, then, you know, next thing is water. You need water. You need lots of water. And everybody that you talk to who's unhealthy, they will all say, I need to drink more water. Most people say, most people know they need to drink more water and they don't understand why they don't or whatever. There's so many tricks to that, like flavoring it, whatever. Just get yourself to drink more. Me personally, if I have it in a cup with a straw, it's easier to drink. You know, I can just drink it and I don't have to worry about um, spilling it. I can drink it fast. And then, then we go to food. You know, food is like, so specific for so people and the purpose. And I think that is um, critical. And so what I would tell people, you know, when you eat something, 
it is in your stomach for two to three hours. Now, I was able to discuss this, fact check it with my, um, with a doctor. I forgot what he's called. He did my colonoscopy, that kind of doctor, inside doctor, right? So your, your, when you eat something, you, um, it's in your stomach two to three hours. And so then how you, how that food makes you feel about two hours later is really the good indicator whether that food is good for you or not good for you. Um, and so I think that's where we get very confused and you eat something and it tasted delicious, food's all gone, you're full. And then about 30 minutes later, you're like, I'm hungry. It's not possible that you're hungry. Your stomach is still full. And so what that means is you either just like the way it tastes or, you know, like you're doing it out of bad habit. Uh, you're doing it as a habit. But what happens is your brain goes, hey, we got a little bit more room in the stomach because it's being digested. We have more room and that tastes good. Let's get some more in here. Let's see if we can, you know, add to this pleasure we're getting. And it's usually how people start to overfeed. And uh and so I think, you know, you go to that. Now, once we get through those three, now you got all kinds of things that could be, you know, like everybody should move and exercise. I could make a list, but I don't want to do that. Um, but I think exercise and movement is so important. And again, that is very, very specific for people. You can't just say, oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I've, did, I've been in this space for so long that I've seen everything come around. And, you know, like there's so many there's always a new exercise, a new movement that then makes it, um, they brand it and that's the new thing, you know, like we've got, and I think there's incredible things out there. You know, I think F45 is incredible. I think Orange Theory is incredible. Like all these things where they build the tribe and you go in and work out there. Um, I mean, there's, um, but you got to find your area, you know, like I just love the vibe of the why, the downtown why. I love the vibe of the staff, like everything is coming together and it's, it's just really kind of this cool environment, but it's also about setting that vibration at the right level. And then it started infecting other people and everybody's elevating up and it's just a really good feeling. Um, And so then after, you know, we go through movement exercise, all that, then we got kind of that human connection where that applies to some people is not, you know, real, but it's super important to me. I probably connect with new people on a daily basis. I do. Um, and the other day, um, we watched TV and my friend goes, I, what did she say? I heard, I'm here. I hear energy. Like people saying you have good energy. And she's like, I've never said that in my life. And I'm like, I say that three to five times a day. Like I'm always saying it to strangers. So I'll go, Hey, you got a good vibe. You got great energy. You know, I, I always say things like that. Um, and so I think it's just, you know, but that's that connection to people. I love making connections. I love meeting new people. I love just talking to people, getting another story. One of them at Lone Star, especially on Mondays, um, you know, I, I the business is very well when I'm, we, when I'm there. The wheels of commerce are spinning fast, but... It's because I make a connection with people there. I'm not saying I'm better than other people, but I'm saying I talk to people. Um, I may not know people's name, but if they were to come in here now, I would actually know what they do and maybe remember the kind of shoe. But 
Um, you know, I had a guy yesterday bought eight pairs of shoes because they were on sale and he worked making a church. And I'm like, you know, we just talked and it was, he went crazy, but, um, and then you got to kind of list what's important to you. And I think it's very important to write these things down. Like the top three, you can remember air, water, food. But then when, as you start building your list, I think that's where you got to have those things that are very important to you that kind of make you complete, that make you feel good. And, and that's kind of your, um, your rules, your, your, um, what I want to say, your, it's kind of what makes you, it's your recipe for, for happiness. And I think that is important. Like so many people don't really like they fight it. They're, they're their own enemy, you know? But I, I mean, I think it's important to list those things out and it's okay to change them, you know, from time to time, like what's important. Um, I just find where like service, gratitude, helping people is just the key to so much. And that's that connection, but everything else has to be in order too. Like you're, you know, and then, I mean, sleep is probably number four, you know what I mean? Sleep should probably be the, the most important one after that. Cause you're not going to live much longer for sleep. I could really get scientific with this and kind of dive in there, but I don't want to, uh, cause it'll change for me. My job is to just find these little topics, explain them a little bit, get you thinking about it and entertain you. Right. But I think sleep is key. And, you know, getting on the that Ambien was, it wasn't difficult. I took a, some kind of pill. I don't remember what it was for about three days and helped me get off of it. And I don't miss it. Like, I feel like after a few days, my, my mind started, the wheels started spinning faster. Like they were just working well. It's like everything was bogged down by something. And so now everything started working well. I sleep so good. Um, and you know, I haven't dialed in. So and people always want to say, I need eight hours of sleep, but blah, blah, blah. you don't, you really don't. I believe if you require a lot of sleep, you're deficient in something else. And I think that is, this is so important to figure that out. You know, your sleep cycle is about 90 minutes. And so if you really look at the time you go to bed and the time you wake up or want to wake up and you break those up into 90 minute blocks, you know, four of those is um, six, six hours for me. And that's, that's, I feel okay. I feel fine. Um, I feel great. Uh, put on a race last Sunday. And so I had to be Addison an hour away. So I got up one o'clock in the morning Sunday. I got, I did go to bed early and I slept till about, um, I slept about five hours, I think. And which is not my ideal, but I was ready to get up. I, my last little block was not smooth and calm. It was more, um, it was more, uh, like I was restless, ready to get up. But, um, so I got up one o'clock, ate a little bit, had coffee, and then I drove an hour at two o'clock. Tomorrow, I left, drove up there. We picked up a truck, then we went up to, um, the race site and started setting up the water stops and stuff. And it was kind of, it was, you know, not hard, easy. And it was that hurry up and wait situation. You know, we got done so quick and then we had to wait an hour and a half before the race even started. And it was just anyway. And so then I got home about 2.30, I think, 3. I just showered, ate a little bit, and then I had a four-hour bike ride. So I got on the bike then, uh, did some un un normal lifting. But I, I, the reason I can do these things like this, you know, sleep deprived, if you will, um, and then train, you know, hard up until 7.30 p.m. 
on Sunday after being up at one. Yeah, I was like, I'd been up 19 hours, you know, when I went to bed, which is crazy. But when I slept Sunday night, I didn't move. You know, my watch tracks my sleep. I, I didn't move at all. And so I was very deep and under. And I think, um, you know, my friends joke that they just got to wear me out like a puppy and then I'll sleep. And I love feeling like that. I love getting up early and I love that deep, hard sleep. Um, but the reason I'm able to do these things is because I know so many people can't, if that makes sense. And so I really, um, you know, I, 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 I've always said, I think I can out suffer everybody. And so now I, I know a lot of people wouldn't even want to do that. They would miss a workout to me. The workout's more important than, you know, the race, but I know I can do both, you know? And so by doing both, I feel better, but it's like three days later, I'm like, oh, like I'm dragging. It takes me a day and I don't need more sleep at night. I need like a little nap and just some rest time, you know? Um, but I mean, it's like, I'm fine. This is what I do. This is the season. Races are ramping up. My Ironman is in six weeks. And then I don't know what I'm going to do after that, but I'll figure it out. Anyway, guys, I challenge you to write your list of the things the things that are important. My cat just jumped up here, shook the whole table, right in the middle of everything. Write your list, and I challenge you to, to really take the time to see what's important for you. I think once you go more than five or six, it's almost like, well, I could do anything. I My cat is important to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you need to do it like that. But anyway, guys, I challenge. I put in the comments, like, you know, Take the time to figure out how much uh, how many breaths you actually take in a day. I, I had that broken down one time, but I don't remember what it is. But yeah, it's you take so many breaths in a day, or you should, so they should be good breaths, you know? Anyway. All right, y'all, till next time. Bye.